Hello, and welcome to another episode of Unity Talks. I'm your host, Smoke, from Smoke the Peace, and today it's just going to be an episode with your one and only favorite host, me. I have a lot to talk about today. Oh my gosh. First off, I'm going to be putting this out on the full moon. So happy Aries full moon. Let this shit rock you. I'm going to just start it off by saying that. Let it rock you because it is the best thing. It is so hard. I usually before full moon or new moon energies, I feel it a week to two weeks beforehand. I'll start processing everything. So I'm going to explain what it is that we're going to be dealing with with this Aries full moon and what it's bringing up for each one of us. But I'm also going to be explaining my experiences with it and like what I've learned during this process and how it's made me look at myself. It's still to incorporate this spiritual journey is a healing process. And as much as I elevate in the spiritual world or with my knowledge, you know, there's still always something to fix. And I don't know, sometimes it sucks. You're like, damn, I'm just always going through it. And (laughs) it can be overwhelming, but it's also so rewarding. And I think the point of going through the spiritual or in my sense, it just gives you a different perspective so that you handle certain things differently, you know, because you have this different perspective and you're no longer going to react in overreactive way in a sense or try to fight it, but like you just flow with it and you're understanding and you're open to what it has to teach you as opposed to being like, why me? So Oh man, here we go. Before I, let me rewind, let me backtrack because I did want to say this. I want to say thank you. Thank you to each and every single person who listens to my podcast, who has shared an episode, who has told their friends, their family, you know, just random people about it in passing. It means the world to me. It means the world to me that you guys reach out to me to tell me how It has helped you, how it's made you think about moments in your life and how it's been relating to what you're going through, you know, and and it was exactly what you needed to hear. I love that. It makes me feel so happy because it is a podcast. So it's not like I'm seeing the audience that I'm reaching. I only know from people telling me and it just like confirms to me that what I'm doing what I am bringing to this world, it's actually helping. People are actually listening and they like it. And I'm just celebrating that small victory. I had three episodes surpass 100 plays and I had a little party with my friends and, you know, just to celebrate those small things because I was like, I need to celebrate this because I don't want to think about, oh, my next goal that I have to accomplish. You know, let me just appreciate this small step Because I have to remind myself a couple of months ago, I was in this spot where I wasn't reaching my idea of enough people, right? I was like, it's not reaching people. Like, it doesn't feel like my messages are sticking. You know, I was having a lot of self-doubt because, I mean, I'm not saying that the numbers are what's important about it, but like the numbers show how much it shows my progress in a way, you know. So I was being hard on myself. And when it 
finally did surpass 100 and three of them did and you know the other ones a little bit away from it I just had to sit back in amazement because there was moments where I didn't know if I would continue on my podcast because I was like it's not reaching people that's the whole point I'm just trying to bring confirmation people don't want to hear what I have to say and I'm saying like people don't want to hear because the universe isn't bringing it to people that need to hear because every podcast I'm always like let this podcast find the person who needs to hear it let the person who this message is for it just randomly land in their lap and the fact that a hundred plus people need the messages and are finding confirmation in it it just gives me so much hope for the progress that the world is in I know we're not shown and the media doesn't show how much we are fighting back and how much power we have. But just in this, a hundred plus people listening to an hour podcast about spirituality, about being open, about self-healing. I don't know, that just brings me so much hope. And I hope it brings you all hope as well because I have seen the jump and you do gotta wait for those good things or not try to force it because people just weren't ready. And now I think more and more are accepting of it. And so I'm gonna keep doing it. I mean, I wasn't really ever gonna stop because I hate to quit. (laughs) And I have so much belief in myself. And if my guides told me something, I'm damn right gonna do it. Regardless if I'm doubting myself during the process of it, I'm like, no, I'm still gonna stick it out because there is a reason. And I know my voice is supposed to be heard. And I know I'm supposed to carry out these messages. And I know I'm supposed to share these people with the world and they're going to help in some sort of way and I still believe that so I'm going to continue don't you fret (laughs) I don't think you guys doubted that I would stop but you don't know the inside of my mind as opposed to like when I'm talking and I'm telling you the inside of my mind anyways enough of that (laughs) let's get into the message you know because there's a lot to say and I want to be able to fluidly explain everything because oh my god this Aries full moon it uh it requires strength within yourself and we're gonna talk about that but let's talk about the Aries full moon and let me break it down and because I say that and some people who aren't into astrology or who are into astrology but necessarily don't know how to break it down, like what that means. You know, they're like, oh, I understand Aries, but I don't really necessarily know what this full moon is bringing. So with this Aries full moon, it's allowing for you to be able to release toxic situations in your life. These toxic situations are in your life are going to be popping up on you. Memories, certain situations might even come physically come back so that you face it and see what's going on, you know, see your patterns in a way. And it's also going to give you wise insights. It is going to be at 27 degrees, which is a Gemini degree. So you can expect there to be a lot of communication. You releasing all of this is probably going to come through you communicating with that person or with yourself. You know, it's going to be a lot of fluid thinking that's going to be happening A lot of mental work with this Aries full moon. The inner battle is really being challenged because if you think about Aries, Aries is the fighter. It is the pioneer. And I think also impulsivity is going to be challenged. You know, you have to think before you actually do something and it's going to be challenging you as a person and that clarity you have with, oh, 
am I doing this just because I'm in the heat of the moment or should I think about this? I am still validating how I feel, but let me process it myself to see, you know, what's the real truth to this. It's also going to be about embracing your sacred rage, allowing yourself to feel things and not just thinking it through. A, a really big part of this Aries full moon is learning to surrender to it. Learning to surrender to the way you feel is going to come up so majorly <laughs> and like who you are, who you are as a person. And I mean, the real who you are is going to be coming up, not just these situational things that have shaped you. All these situational things are going to be melting off of you. This is layers of skin just falling off and you're really going to be shown why you aren't who you are. The moment that made you shield that, the moment that in a way you've hid yourself from you in order to keep up with everything around you, like whether that is people, you know, their expectations of you, the environment, all of that. So if you think about it, the sister sign of Aries is Libra. It is going to be your toxic situations within relationships, not just romantic, all relationships and how they have affected you. And it's really going to bring up how you people please. Oh my God. I think the obvious signs of people pleasing when you're on the healing journey, you process it, you know, and you fix those things, but that deep people pleasing that you have, yeah, that shit is going to come up to the table. And I also, what else is going to come up with this Aries full moon is where you have allowed your values to be taken from you and just for the sake of peace. And that is big in itself because listen, I know doing that when we allow our values to be taken from us just for the sake of peace, that is people pleasing. Yeah, I know. I know it seems obvious, but like, listen, think about it this way. Peace that is external isn't true peace. Why? Because if it was true peace, then you would feel it within yourself. True peace comes from being connected to source, right? It, it is like being in flow with source. It, it comes from within you. And if you just have this external version of peace, it's always going to be people pleasing because you don't feel it within yourself. It doesn't bring you peace. You know, you are just it's an illusion of peace when it's external. You have to feel it internally so then it can spread out externally. And that is true peace. So we're going to be talking about that as well. Now, I think I'm going to explain this down and how I've been working through it and what I've been processing by doing it chronologically, because it didn't all hit me at once. Right. I was slowly being brought up triggers and things of my past. And did I know what was in store for me? No, I had no idea why I was feeling these things until maybe it was almost, it was like a week from the full moon. And I was like, oh my God, it's the full moon energy. That's why I've been going through it. Because I was like, I know it's not the retrogrades. This whole time I've been I've had my tough spots, but it's nothing like this. It feels like something more. And I just completely blanked that it was going to be the full moon. Also, I want to remind you that this is Mars energy. And not only do we have this full moon in Aries on the 20th, on November 4th, it's the Scorpio new moon. That is still Mars energy. And Pluto is in there, the modern rulers, but there's also, where you want to look in your chart, so those of you that look through your natal charts, there's going to be a square between Pluto 
and the Aries full moon and also Libra is in the mix of it. So where Libra, Aries, and Capricorn are in your house, that's where you're going to be affected. Pay attention to those themes and see where you need to work on and what you need to release within those houses. First things first, I had these meditations. There was this one day I had plans to go and do something, but it turned out they were the next day. So I just wanted to do something. So I was like, I'm just going to meditate. And as I was meditating, maybe this is two weeks beforehand, two weeks prior to now, which is the 19th. I had this meditation. I was thinking about this old teacher of mine. Her name was Miss Callis. Wherever you are, Miss Callis, if you are still alive, oh my God, you were really a monumental piece in my life and a person who held it down for me emotionally. And you really did change my life, you know, and I'm so thankful for that. But I was thinking about this teacher and how she fulfilled this motherly role for me while I was in middle school. And it made me think about, because in when thinking about my memories, I obviously, I have a lot of trauma from my mom because I grew up with her. I have trauma with both parents, but the mom <laughs> trauma, I think also as a woman, that mother trauma is just so instilled into us and it affects how we are as women ourselves. And so that has been such a process for me. You know, it's layer after layer. I think I'm done and then more. I mean, I never think I'm done because I'm like, it's a, I have memories that I don't even remember. So they'll just like pop up and I have to process it. But I also believe in divine timing. You know, I, I can only handle what is given to me at the time. And the universe knows that. So I'm gonna trust it, right? So I was thinking about this teacher and I was thinking about the reason why this teacher was so monumental was because she fulfilled this nurturing motherly energy for me when I wasn't receiving that from my mom. My mom wasn't very emotional with us kids. There was moments where I was like, oh my God, like she's being an actual mom, like she actually cares about us. But most of the time she was very calm and stoic. And so <clears throat> at least to us, you know, and just exuding this strong figure, a very masculine energy. So I had this teacher that was fulfilling that role for me. And all my life, I thought I didn't ever have that motherly energy. I didn't have that support. I was lacking it in my life. But then I was realizing that I've had many women in my life who have fulfilled that role for me at different periods of my life and that I really wasn't lacking. And I just started crying because, you know, when you remember a memory, and all you remember with uh, memory is pain, like that's what you associate it with. But when you finally are able to see the memory in a different light, and it just, instead of pain, it just brings you joy. To know that I had these amazing women who have fulfilled this motherly energy for me, who have nurtured me along the way, who have built me to be the woman that I am in a much, in a way that I needed. Because... I, w I just wasn't getting that at home. I was just so thankful. I was so thankful. And I just started crying. And not because I was sad. I mean, sure, there was some sadness. But I wasn't really thinking about that. I was thinking about the universe never made me suffer. You know, I mean, I had moments of suffering. But the universe made sure that I was always going to be supported. Even when I thought I wasn't at the time. Now I can see that the universe has had my back. 
it has put people in my life to, in essence, save me because I was spiraling. And these people were such big pillars of my life and I didn't even realize it. And I was just so overjoyed, you know, because I finally was able to move on from the pain, move on from that illusion that I had, you know, just looking at the negative and not the positive of it. And I don't know, that flip side, (laughs) it's always present in ways we don't expect it, right? So that was the first little crack into it. And then I also, I had this thought of the word strong. And I was thinking to myself, because the word strong used to trigger me. Like, especially as a kid, when people would tell me that I was strong, I would get so mad about it. I didn't know why I was mad. My thinking, because even when I was younger, I, I would question myself why I would get mad when people told me that. And I was like, maybe it's just because I don't feel strong, you know, I don't resonate with that word. But I mean, I'm sure that is a layer to it, right? That's just the very surface layer of it. But I was thinking about it more in depth. It had came up again. I think somebody had said it and I was like, ooh, that word. I was like, that compliment, I was still like, you know, like I've accepted it, but you know, there's still that tinge to it. So I was like, okay, why is that? Like, Why do I think that the word strong, which is supposed to be a compliment, makes me feel otherwise? And what I had discovered was that when people told me I was strong was usually when I would tell them what I had went through, right? And they're like, oh my God, you're so strong for doing that. You know, you're so strong for going through this and moving on and, you know, all that stuff that people always say when they find out that you've been through something so extreme, you know. The reason why I didn't like it, like another reason, is because it was almost like they were validating me suffering. They were saying, because you did this alone, you are strong. They were encouraging the way that I was coping with certain things, which wasn't indicating that I was strong, you know. I I was valuing coping mechanisms or how I was handling things as deep down inside, I knew it wasn't right. And that's why the word never sat right with me because in a way I was like, I know I'm not processing this healthy, but yet you're encouraging me and you're telling me that's strong. I'm strong for only dealing with this myself. I'm strong for holding it in and and not being able to express it until I've already uh, gone through the experience and not asking for help. And I was like, strong in general has been redefined in such a toxic way. And I even think that's why men are always pushed to be strong. But like strong is not being emotionally intelligent, that is not included in being strong. It's almost like how much that you can suffer alone, how much, you know, burden that you can take on and not like spill it onto other people. Now that is strong and that is not strong. Being vulnerable is strong. I had this word that didn't allow, it didn't push me to be vulnerable. It didn't push me to reach out to other people. It was just that, oh, good job. Like you're doing this the right way by holding this and going through all of this because it wasn't me being strong and I can feel that. I could feel in a way I was just avoiding the problem or like I just repressed it. 
And I was being encouraged for that. And it just never sat right with me. And until that I had that understanding of it and redefining the word for myself, I had to tear down that words illusion. And that's a a major theme this full moon is tearing down the illusions, these toxic situations. You are peeling back the illusion of the real problem, you know, for what you saw, this memory that you saw and your recollection of it. It's an illusion. It's the the surface of it. We are getting deeper than the surface for this full moon. And please just let it rock you. (laughs) I don't know how many times I'm going to say that during this podcast, but let it rock you. I'm telling you, it's going to be the most beautiful thing. So I know there's some of you out there who have been told they're strong in like moments where that shit, it just didn't do it for you. One, you did, probably didn't feel like it. Two, it felt strong wasn't even the right word for it. And it wasn't even the comfort that you needed. I don't need to be told that I'm strong right now. <laughs> in a way, you know, I don't know. After that, <laughs> me processing, okay, I've had a mother in many people. I've had that nurturing energy. I have now broken down the word strong for me and now can redefine it for the true meaning and not societal or environmental or just through people that I have met. I am redefining that word for me. Now it's Monday. I know a week from now and I am experiencing sadness and I can't explain why I feel sad. It's just, you know, these rain clouds are coming in and I don't know necessarily why I'm feeling this way, but I'm like, okay, well, if I don't know why, then how am I supposed to work through this, you know? So I was just letting it be this sadness. And then on Tuesday, I had this trip experience with uh, psychedelics. My guides had told me that it was time and I had to do it alone. And there was this message that I needed to understand. And I think the main thing that I got out of the trip was I was seeing mandalas or like sacred geometry, these patterns, these circle patterns in everything. And it was overwhelming for me because I was seeing the connection of all things in a way that I've never seen before. This was a completely different shift for me. And before I had even tripped, I had pulled cards to see, you know, what I would be learning. And it was telling me about change and transformation, but I needed to rest. And I was like, okay, loud and clear, rest. But when I hear rest, I, you know, I'm thinking for a day and I'm, (laughs) my idea of it is still, well, as soon as I get to rest, I can get over with this. I can work, you know, I'm not really appreciating the rest. I try, I really try to appreciate the rest, but I know me, I can be honest with myself and what I see that that's going to look like. Unless the universe puts me down in a physical way, you know, and then they're like, no. But I felt like I had to have my free will in this, like I had to choose it for myself, right? So with me being able to see everything, it was crazy. The whole trip, all I wanted to do was sleep. All I wanted to do was lay down and go to sleep, but I couldn't. It keeps you up. So I was laying down, feeling uncomfortable in my body. Also seeing (laughs) everything moving, all the connection, all these patterns, you know, it was making me nauseous. It was making me sick, but I had this bingo moment 
where it just clicked to me. And I was like, right now I am resting. And what's making me uncomfortable is the fact that I'm seeing how much work is in rest. I'm seeing the flow of energy in all things and the connection, you know, and think about a clock and think about the insides of the clock with all of those small gears and stuff like moving, you know, each one its own intricate little pattern. And it's doing this even uh, when you're not using it, right? It's working during rest. All of this magic is happening during your rest. And for the first time, I saw that rest was work. You know, I've said this before, rest is a part of the work, but I had never seen it really like this. And I saw all these moving parts and I was like, oh my God, I never want to see rest like this again (laughs) because I was overwhelmed. I felt after a long day of work, you're just exhausted. That's how I felt seeing it all. And I'm going to appreciate rest because I know after I'm done tripping that I won't see all this, not in this full capacity, not yet. And so I was like, I will appreciate this rest now. I will take it. I will not complain. I understand that it is a part of rest. And also thought before the trip, that same meditation that I had about the mother thing, I also had this thought in the meditation too. I've been thinking a lot about death, right? Not in a suicidal way, in a very accepting way, in a very pulling back the layers of it and understanding the vastness that death brings. And it is a rebirth, you know, and I feel this Aries full moon is a death. It's death to an old version of you. It is death to somebody who you are not. And you realizing that, you know, it is this transformation of self. So I was thinking about DMT and how when you die, DMT is released from your mind and people say, well, you might, your life flashes or, or whatever happens, you have this experience. And I was thinking about when people take DMT or they will take any type of psychedelic that inhibits that same reaction in a way. There's meditations that make your brain secrete the DMT. So I was thinking about what that means and like people's trip experiences and sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not. And I was wondering if when somebody dies, when DMT is releasing from them, whether that is they can have a bad experience or good experience. I was thinking because we experience that at death and people who do DMT or psychedelics while living, I was like, every time you do that, those drugs, you are having a mini death. That's what I was thinking. I was like, you're just experiencing death. And it's so crazy because when people do do psychedelics, or these drugs, they experience a transformation within self if they continue the work. Obviously, it'll go away if you're not, oh, it's just fun. I'm just partying. But most of the time, it does change people's mindsets. It changes their perspectives. It helps them be more in flow. You know, they have this awakening of a sense. It kills that old perspective for them. You know, it is this death. And we have that when we die as well. And so I was thinking like, well, what does it mean when somebody has a bad death or like when you're first experiencing the drug, it is overwhelming. Your body is overwhelmed. And I was thinking, what if that happens when you die? You are overwhelmed when it's flooding your body. To me, I was like, maybe that's because you have a body soul and then you have other souls. Well, that body soul, when you die, you are disconnecting from it. And maybe that's the feeling of you disconnecting from your body soul. Because 
I even feel that. I explain that when I have done psychedelics in the past that I feel detached in a way from my body. How I said I'll feel like claustrophobic within my body, but then sometimes I'm like, I'm too far away from it. I feel so outside of it. And that's always with drugs in a way projects this feeling that I'm outside or disconnected but I'm I know I'm still connected you know I'm very aware I can feel myself breathing I can I know all this stuff but there's this different feeling with it and I was also thinking about why we have trips that are good or bad and you know people always tell you don't trip if you're going through something right now because that's going to be your trip. You know, you're going to have an experience. That's what you're going to be thinking about. That's what you're probably going to be processing. But sometimes not. Sometimes it's completely different. But most of the time, you know, it does influence your experience. And so, but I was thinking about what that means for death if you die and aren't having a pleasant experience. And it brought me to the Egyptian culture where death was very sanctimonious. Their whole life was in preparation for death because they understood that it was a journey much more. You would have all these trials and tribulations still after death and they just prepared for it. But after you died, kind of similar to heaven and hell, you would be judged and you're judged before these jurors, or I don't even think they're jurors. They have uh, specific names. And then this one person, man, I'm like blanking on the names, but you know what I mean? (laughs) And your heart is basically weighed on a scale to a feather. And it's like pure of heart. That is what's being judged. And if not, your heart gets eaten by this creature, this being. I feel that's what the trip experience is calling for. Because you think that the judge and the people there are judging you when really it's you judging yourself. That's what the scale is. You truly being able to see yourself and judge yourself fairly and be able to forgive yourself for things that you have fucked up with. That is what the scale is judging. It's that inner peace within yourself. And so that makes sense right? If you're having this bad experience, it's because you think that you deserve it. You think that this is what you have to process. This is what you have to go through. You know, it makes you strong in a way (laughs) because that's what you've been told. You're strong for going through this. I was just like, holy shit, that changes the game. You know, it is you yourself are the judge and you have to see yourself truly and fully. And wow, I was just like, death and drugs, just that trip experience in itself, it really broke down the illusion and brought me to oneness with the experience, oneness with myself. And I don't know, I just, I saw death differently after I was thinking about it like that and doing drugs. I'm not just going to willy nilly do it. (laughs) I'm going to wait for that green light from my spiritual team because I know there's something that I need to learn, then I'm going to do it when I'm ready to receive that message. So after that trip experience, the next day I was just resting. And then it wasn't until Wednesday night where that sadness was creeping in and these clouds, but they were getting darker and much muckier. And I felt it, but still nothing was sparking to me. I was trying to dig deep, but I needed something to unplug the cord. And so I was talking to my friend Alita and then it started all flooding out. As you guys know, I'm in a long distance relationship. It um, it has its struggles. It does. But at the same time, I am very grateful and I've learned a lot. And so 
with that being said, your relationships, like your closest relationships, they're your biggest mirrors. And especially with my partner, since we have very similar charts, he is probably the biggest mirror that I have come in contact with. And I've said this before, when uh, I feel certain things like during our relationship and him being gone, I have definitely had triggers and things come up for me, you know, that I just process myself. I'll usually tell him after I've had emotionally gone through it, but I had these little things. So like when I have problems or something that he said or did affects me and I take it negatively, I would just, because it's such a healthy relationship, I I would just brush it off. Like, oh, I'm being dramatic. Oh, I would have the intense thought and I'm like oh no no it's okay like it's fine everything's cool you know I'm talking myself out of the way I feel and I had done that too much with too many little things I was feeling discontented you know I was feeling hurt by these things and I couldn't help but have doubt I couldn't help but have doubt within our relationship because of all these little things and I'm expressing it to my friend and I'm going to give you an example of what I was processing because I feel like this is a big theme that people are going to be experiencing so what had happened was I'm gonna paint this picture so my partner he is a very stable person he is so calm if you could think of a symbol to explain him, I would think like a big ass tree, you know, sturdy, secure, stable. It just brings you a peace. He uh, exudes that. And so because of that, I, <laughs> when talking to him um, and explaining certain things in my life, he's a great listener, but responding I just wasn't getting a response from him. You know, it was more like I'm just I'm talking to a wall. That's what I felt like. And it was making me feel like what I was feeling was too much that when I felt a type of way, I would process it on my own and I wouldn't get back to him with it until I have like detached from it where I can explain to him in a very logical, calm way, the same way he's giving off energy, I'm trying to mimic it. And then it's making me feel like what I feel is way too much, that my emotions and my feelings are burdensome. And I was having a really big problem with that. So I'm talking to my friend, Alita, and she's giving me advice and talking me through. And she's like, you know, you're an emotional person. And when you detach from feeling it, try to come at him in a calm way, you're not being who you are. I was like, fuck, you're right. Because the biggest illusion that there is, is being something that you are not. When you try to be something you're not, it's going to fail. You will <laughs> lose. Why is that? Because think about it. Your magic lies within you, right? It is deep within you, your magic. And if you do not be who you are and you deny yourself that, you yourself are supposed to bring in this specific type of magic, right? And when you don't allow yourself to be who you are, you don't allow that magic to come out. It becomes broken. You are this broken version of you. And so anything that you try doing will also be broken until you fix, you know, you heal that inner wound. And maybe that's like the enlightenment, the peace that people find when they have finally healed within and found true peace and understanding with the world around them. I, I was like, oh, fuck, like I got to talk about this. I got to express myself. I need to tell him why I'm feeling like this. 
but I wasn't able to talk to him right away about it. So it was building up inside of me and (laughs) it was festering. And now that the seal was broken and I understood why the rain clouds were there, oh my God, did it rain. It rained so hard. (laughs) I was crying every fucking day, it seemed like. And like trying to understand myself, trying to allow myself to feel what I had not been allowing myself to feel, right? And why I say this is because, look, the feminine, with this Aries full moon, the feminine and masculine energy is really going to be challenged. And how you have defined that for yourself. So feminine is feeling, right? And then masculine is thinking. But feeling and thinking is not equivalent. When you think your emotion about your emotion or how you feel, you're trying to solve the problem already without actually addressing it or going through the motions of it. And emotion is also very different from feeling. Like you can have the emotion, like how I understood that I was sad. I was feeling sad, which is the emotion. I didn't know how or where to start to start fixing it, you know? And I was trying to logically think that away, you know? I'm trying to logically therapize myself and it's not working. It's not clicking. Feeling is the way of how to resolve an issue. And it's only by allowing yourself to feel something is when you're able to move past and grow and evolve. So I I was letting myself feel it. And I was asking myself, okay, where am I life? Because this feels deeper than just him. I'm obviously getting triggered. It's much deeper. And it brought me back to me being a kid and talking to my mom and this, you know, that nurturing, understanding energy being brought up again. So when we would talk to my mom, because she was so calm and and, and stoic sometimes, like the stone wall, I would always say she was a stone wall. When talking to her, she would be expressionless and she would be blank and she would hardly respond to you, you know, and it hardly seemed like she was even listening and or that she even cared. And so it just made me feel like burdensome, you know, and especially or it made me feel misunderstood and not heard what I was saying was silly or, you know, not making me want to open up to this person again. And also it was even bigger of a shutdown for her if you came at her emotionally, if you came at her feeling a lot of things and expressing this and showing that she would just shut down and tell you like you're too sensitive you're too emotional you know like these little digs at you and like I'm not gonna listen until you get yourself together because of that what made me feel that my emotions were too much that they were burdensome to other people that if I came at people emotionally then they wouldn't listen to me then they wouldn't understand me then they wouldn't even hear me out and so I had to learn how to suppress what I was feeling and put it on a shelf and come at a very calm and clear and precise way and structure what I'm going to say, you know, and remove how I'm feeling completely for it, for somebody to listen and to understand. Because what I felt was too much for me and it was obviously too much for other people and they would never accept me for it. And so I built this person who in essence was people pleasing by not 
expressing myself, I was just people pleasing because I felt that I can't lie this, you know, I can't put this on somebody else. I can't allow them to be burdened by my feelings. And I carried that into my relationship. And (laughs) it was hard because I was like, oh, fuck, I'm not being myself when I don't allow myself to feel. And this is who I am. And I shouldn't feel like who I am is a burden, especially in a relationship when you're supposed to be able to support the person and be able to talk about these things. You know, I'm not saying I'm putting it all on him. I am just allowing myself. I should have a safe space where I can be myself, especially with your person that you are dating, you should have that space, right? So I had to open that up and I had to be vulnerable and I had to talk to him about these things, you know, because I was like, I know this is a big step for me to be able to emotionally express myself in a relationship because of past experiences. And I need to stop people pleasing and I need to not think that I need to see myself differently, you know, and I need to stand up for myself for once and not people please and not try to keep this illusion of peace because this illusion of peace isn't helping anybody grow. You know, it's not helping either one of us. It's not helping him learn how to respond to situations like that. And it's not helping me being able to express myself in situations like that. I'm always going to be afraid to express myself to him. What the fuck? That sounds like the worst relationship ever, right? Always being this perfect version so that you're easily digestible for somebody. Fuck that. Stop doing that shit. It sucks. <laughs> and you don't feel good. You do not feel good. Maybe you don't feel it in the moment, but it adds up and you feel less and less like you're holding it together. I felt because he was so calm all the time. I just felt like I was going through it. I was the only one always going through it. And I was holding it all together within myself and not letting it pour out on him. It was just overwhelming me. And I hadn't even expressed that to him, you know, that I was feeling that way. I was like, I need to get over myself. I need to be vulnerable And being vulnerable, it's not a burden. Like, this is the best thing that I can do. When we finally were able to talk, there was amount of days that we weren't talking. And like how I said, it was festering up. Oh my God, that festering up was so annoying. I was getting mad. I was frustrated, you know, and because I just wanted to talk to him. And there was all these situations that were happening that it just wasn't allowing it. And then at the same time, I was also, I trust in divine timing. When I'm able to talk to him, then this will be the perfect time. You know, it really made me push beyond my self-created comfort zones. You know, Aries is the self. So I'm, I'm being pushed to go beyond these created comfort zones and I'm meeting challenges and I'm meeting situations and struggles. And the only thing that is really keeping me afloat is believing in something greater that, you know, like the universe, the source, I am channeling it within. I know that this is a big death within me. And I know that when I talk to him, this is going to be a huge transformation with myself because it scares the shit out of me. And it's something that I've never done before, but I'm like, I can do this. You know, I'm prepping myself up. I'm I'm trying not to like think about everything that I'm going to say. I'm just like, just bullet it. Topics that you need to bring up because you've been holding on to this, right? We are finally able to talk and I express myself. And by the time that we're able to talk, I'm not fixated on the outcome of how he's going to respond. If I would have first talked to him on that first day, I think the outcome would have mattered to me. I think that 
I would have been too fixated on what he has to say and his opinion about it. Not that I don't care about his opinion, but the true peace was me just allowing myself to say it, to speak my truth, to fully embrace it and allow somebody to see me feeling how it affects me. Because once I said it, oh my God, I just felt complete peace within me. Even even though it was a hard conversation and it was a deep talk and very, very vulnerable, at the end of the conversation, I just felt so at peace. <laughs> uh, it's kind of making me emotional in, in the best way. It's such a happy emotional peace because like how I said, I had been giving this illusion of peace to keep this peace between us, thinking that it was making it greater, thinking that, you know, I was I was helping the situation by not being authentically me and not expressing to the full extent of everything that I feel. But when I had that true peace within myself, I was so fucking proud of me. (laughs) Old me a year ago, or even a couple months ago, or even maybe fucking three weeks ago, would have taken what he had said and been hurt and would have taken it personally. Oh, you feel this way because of me or that something was wrong with me because of the way you feel. But because I was so sure in myself and allowing myself to flow that what he said, I was able to be understanding. And I'm bringing up understanding because I had always confused people pleasing with being understanding. The reason why I didn't burden somebody with what I was feeling was because I was like, but I understand what they're going through and I don't want to lay this on them and I don't want to add to their stress and whatnot, you know, because I had done this with, especially in like romantic partners, like specifically with him, I was doing that because, you know, I knew he was busy with school and I know he had all these deadlines and that, you know, he has all these papers and he himself is stressed and he's worrying about his future and all of these things. I didn't want to be another factor onto it. And I'm like, I'm being understanding. I know why he he seems to be disconnected or he can't give me the attention he needs or, you know, he can't reassure me or like all this stuff. I'm being understanding, right? <laughs> Air quotes. <laughs> but it was meshing too much with or crossing the line with people pleasing and excuses in a way for me not to have to tell somebody how I'm feeling or the way that they are reacting to me and responding to me hurts me. I was afraid to say that. I didn't want them to know that they were hurting me. (laughs) I don't know, that people pleasing. And I think the reason that because I wasn't fixated on the outcome of this conversation, I had the objective like, I just need to say this. I need to be who I am and I need to know that I need to create the space for me to be able to communicate this. You know, I need to be the one to initiate this because it's something that I have trouble with and I can't be afraid of this anymore. I just need to pull the trigger. But me doing this, I was practicing being fully present. And because I was being fully present in the way that I was feeling as opposed to thinking about the outcome, which is thinking about the future and like what that means, 
when we think about that, we're trying to dissect it. We're trying to put it into categories. And when we do that, we ruin the essence of it. And I think that's the same with spiritual matters. When science tries to explain something spiritual, it changes it. You can't observe it and dissect it the way we do. I'm going to go into that too but I don't want to get away from my point because I was fully present that allows for anything to happen. You enter a stage of all possibilities. All potential is open to you because you are fully present in this moment and you are not planning the future or looking back in the past and seeing, you know, like what that's going to look like. I did not care about the outcome. The outcome was not my objective. Sure, it's a part of the process, but it wasn't my focus. My focus was my peace within myself. And that that's the same thing with like spirituality. It's it's not planned. I've read these books about people who have had like their enlightenment moments and they try, you know, meditation or they'll try going vegan and and living a certain lifestyle and living these rules and they are planning it. They're having expectations of what it looks like, what it feels like, what it's supposed to be, you know. Even Tay talked about meeting your spirit animals in the last podcast and uh, she was like, well, this is not how the books say, you know, because you're expecting this outcome. You're not allowing for the flow of spontaneity, which you need for spiritual matters. You need to fully allow the flow to happen and to embrace that and see where you fit in, see where source is coming. I think especially with like America, the way spirituality looks is very pristine and holy and you have to do this, that, and the third, you know, and there's all these fucking rules and you're not somebody's way they try to tell you how to do it when it's all a matter of opinion. I was telling a friend about spirituality and she was asking me about how to set up an altar. And many people have their own ways or what they put on their altar, asking me questions on like what she should put on her altar. I was just like, look, you can read about a whole bunch of things and people will tell you what you have to have. And in specific, she was asking about pictures, you know, and and how she didn't have any pictures of her ancestors. Uh, She was asking me how I can. Oh, that's so funny. She just messaged me too. I told her I was like spirituality. People like to overcomplicate spirituality and we like to explain it away and we like to dissect things and ruin the essence. Remember how I said And spirituality is so simple. It's the simplest thing because it is just source. You are connecting to source. You know, you are allowing it to flow through you. It's not complicated like we think it is. That's why plants and trees and animals, magic is flowing through them. They are sure in themselves. They they are flowing with it. And it's so simple. They're not living an overcomplicated life. And but yet they are in pure state of bliss and of flow and understanding. So I was telling her, keep it simple. As soon as you start overcomplicating your spirituality, go back and remember the source because you're clouding it with other things. Focus on the outcome. It's about the journey, right? The journey is the most important part. Oftentimes, when you look back on something, that's what you're fucking appreciating. There is this understanding that I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for that, like appreciating that journey. So I had just told her, I was like, just put symbols of things that your ancestors would have used or, you know, like what you feel is connected to them and that represents them. That's just an example. But 
Like America does have that way of making spirituality look like it has to be this perfect thing and it's not and it's so simple and it's different for each person and that's why I always 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 say you need to go within. That is where you will find all the answers. That is where you will find true peace. That is where you will find enlightenment. Source flows within you and you need to activate it and you need to allow it to flow. During this time too, I was reading this book called 21 Days with Brasso and people call him a spiritual healer, but he does not call himself that. He, in his mindset, he's just doing the work of source and all he does is gaze at people and people have these transformations of self, bringing peace, bringing clarity, bringing happiness or fixing their ailments in their body, diseases, cancers, you know, these people go and he just stares at them, not saying a single word. And people are transformed because source is flowing through him and people with open hearts are being affected by it because it's so simple. It is so simple. And this man, he does not do interviews with people. He, he doesn't talk about what he does. He doesn't ever explain what he's doing because he doesn't know himself. He's like, I am here for this purpose and I'm flowing with it. And I just want to help. I'm here to spread this gift. Reading that book, it just made me think of so much within myself. And I hadn't realized that I myself have been changing what spirituality looks like for me. and. Not even presently aware of what I was doing, but I had stopped with my spiritual practices in the way that I was doing it. Like I wasn't, you know, doing my prayers or meditation or ways like that. And I wasn't praying to my guides. I I shifted like I took a big shift and I was only source. Like I'm only going to talk to source in like my highest self right now. Not that I don't appreciate my guide, my ancestors and everything like that helping me. But I felt like I needed to strengthen the most important connection, what makes us all connected. I was like, that I need to focus on, right? It just gave me confirmation that, okay, me simplifying my spirituality is taking away all the rules, all the things that I think life has to go in, you know, or in order to reach some sort of attainment, I have to do this, that, and the third. When the real thing was, I just had to be. I just had to flow. I just had to see the source in all things. And it gave me a different perspective and a different understanding. And man, has it changed my outlook. (laughs) Instead of confusing people pleasing with understanding now, I truly can be understanding in a way that doesn't diminish me. And I am truly at peace with it, inner peace, and not just this exterior of peace. I think that's also going to come up. You know how we dissect things and separate it and put things into categories? That is one of another one of the greatest illusions that we have because source is in everything present and in all things. And when you separate it, you take it away from source. And seeing that is only a perspective shift away, literally being able to see everything separate from source to then seeing its connection to everything. And there's this oneness of all things. And it, when you see source in all things, it transforms the pains and sorrows that you have back 
into light to their real value and not this illusion of what it is without getting caught into the surface level of appearances when you fully see the oneness and stop separating it all and see the biggest picture, the big picture, the picture, then you have this clarity and understanding and peace. And that is what I had to do with myself, you know, being true to myself, being open to me. And for the first time in a long time, it was like, I am one step closer to fully embodying who I am. That moment, I felt like I <laughs> I just had died like while talking to him, but <laughs> in the most beautiful way, this old self of me. And I just, after our phone conversation, I was sitting and I was thinking about it and like how I was so happy. And I saw my seven-year-old self in front of me, <laughs> this little girl that was right when she was being tainted, when everything that people were saying were affecting her and how she was regulating her emotions and feelings and to me to be able to comfort her and to tell her that we can be who we are and it's not a burden and it's not a problem and we're supposed to be who we are and it's our magic <laughs> and just embodying that and I just envisioned me dancing in a circle with my seven-year-old self to music effortlessly being our goofy spontaneous emotional selves fully and not one second thinking that I can't show this that it's too much I had fully accepted it and I was allowing that child who it was taken away from to fully be able to experience it. And I was just crying and I was so proud of myself. I kept on saying it. I was like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I, <laughs> I'm i still very euphoric from it. It was literally yesterday. <laughs> I'm like talking about this deep thing. I'm like, oh my God, this transformation. But that's how simple it is. That's how simple. And just by me speaking my truth, just by me being myself for that one moment, it changed everything for me. It changed everything for me. Can you believe it? Because I let that shit rock me. <laughs> I let it take me in every single way. I I allow the universe to flow through me. And during this time, I was asking for help. I was like, please help me. Help me see this in the best way. Help me understand. Help me genuinely feel what I have to feel to transmute this and see where it's coming from and, you know, allow myself to be who I am because I know who I am is the greatest version of me. It is everything that I'm meant to be. And it sucks because <laughs> like, you know, the spiritual journey, the first forever part of it is uncovering that and uncovering those layers that have been put upon you that isn't really you. I'm not going to speak too much longer, but I did want to talk about this one symbol that has been coming up. Well, actually two symbols. So I feel like one will be for one group and then another will be for another group. But at the same time, it all flows. It might be like the first part of your, like what you're processing and then the second part of what you're processing. So the first symbol that I want to talk about that had been coming up during my processing of this awakening or enlightenment or not I wouldn't say awakening or enlightenment I would say transformation it was like this evolution of self this death 
I was having a death, which is like pretty normal for full moons, right? You are releasing these old versions of yourself. You're releasing these habits that no longer serve you and and stuff like that. But I kept on seeing a peacock, like peacock kept on coming up. And so I was like, okay, let me look into what peacock means. And if this has been coming up for you, this is the meaning. So peacock symbolize awakening, right? It symbolizes the awakening of psychic gifts that you have and your higher self, the true healer within you. Peacock symbolizes you being able to show your talent, that it's okay to strut your stuff. It's okay to be who you are because who you are is divine. Who you are is connected to source. You know, like people talk about source and I'm saying, I don't know, every time I have like a different word for it, like the universe, source, God, whatever that is for you, all of it is within you. You know, they are even like in religions, they're like, you are a product of that. So it flows within you, right? Because you are made of the same material and you have to see yourself that way and you have to allow yourself to fully be that version of you. The peacock also symbolizes balance, which makes sense why we would have to balance this side of us, you know, and it's being more compassionate. It, peacock brings in compassion. While I'm processing this, I could have been so hard on myself. I could have been bringing myself down like, oh, you're too emotional. You shouldn't feel this way. You should be thankful. All of these things that I could have or hard on myself like, oh my God, that's so stupid. Why can't you just talk about this? All of these things. I, I had so much compassion for myself while I was processing what I was feeling. And I think like every day I kept on saying to myself, I'm valid. I'm valid for the way I feel. I'm valid for the way I feel, even if it feels too much because I know it's not. And I need to rip that category, you know, like rip that word out of my vocabulary. You need to balance. You need to learn to balance. And it's the inner balance is what you're learning to do. Because I swear when you find peace within yourself, when you come to terms with certain things and exude that, it helps everyone around you. You think you're just helping yourself, but that's when you help everyone because your frequency hits and affects so many people. Your growth, how people see, you know, they're able to see the steps. They're able to see that it's possible. They have confirmation themselves by seeing you being it. Another symbol is coyote. Coyote's been coming up a lot. And coyote in the Native American culture, it is represented like the trickster animal and not taking yourself too seriously. Take it easy, like learn to laugh at your mistakes, learn to see your growth. It also shows you to be adaptable. During this full moon, you're going to need to learn to be adaptable to yourself, learning to change, learning to see situations in different perspectives and knowing that even with these tricks, even with these struggles that you go through, it has made you better. Like you have to see it from the higher perspective, you know, instead of seeing it as like, woe is me, you have to see it as like, what is this trying to teach me? What lesson do I need to learn from this? And how is it making me a better person? Because at the end of the day, you know, I was talking to my partner and I was telling him, I'm so grateful that I am like being able to talk to you about this. And I wasn't fixated on the results, right, by talking to him. And I was able to self-reflect even in the conversation, just saying, 
regardless of everything, this is what I have learned. Like, this is how much I've grown. This is what it has taught me, me experiencing all this, even if it's not gonna last, you know, even if it's not a forever thing, I am grateful and I am thankful for it. And I was just really taking in that coyote medicine and (laughs) learning to laugh at myself, learning to see that it doesn't have to be all doom and gloom. It doesn't have to always be hard. I don't have to suffer. Being vulnerable, I felt so empowered. I felt strong. For the first time in my life, I felt so fucking strong. I only wish that for you. I only wish that you redefine the words that have held you back, that have pained you when they're supposed to be compliments, that have just kept you in a cycle where it didn't serve you. I hope you let this Aries full moon teach you and guide you to being your truest self, which is Aries. It is the first sign of the wheel. And this is that inner child is it's really coming up with the inner child stuff and and you needing to be your purest form. And it's a beautiful process that <laughs> the week of me enduring it or, or no, it's kind of like I would say a week and a half of me enduring everything that I was going through. When I was going through it, I felt like I was dying. You know, it was every fucking day. It was so much. I was overwhelmed, but I still flowed with it. I wasn't going to deny myself to feel it. And, you know, I didn't know, especially in the beginning, I I did not know how the outcome would be. I didn't. And I was worried about the outcome. But as I progressed on, I detached from the outcome and just learned to flow with it. And that is when I found my peace. I've gotten so many messages from my guides and about my purpose, and it is literally to bring balance and peace to other people. I am supposed to do that through doing it myself and experiencing the darkness and bringing a light to it, being that guide. And, you know, there's moments where I'm just like, damn, the name Smoke the Peace keeps on being tried and true. (laughs) The universe, you know, ever sees me doubting myself. It's like, remember, like, remember who you are and what you're supposed to do and that you are the one who are supposed to do this. You know, like you have to claim that for yourself and stand tall in it and know that it's the right thing. It means the world, even when you don't see that it's affecting like because I know it is. And thank you (laughs) for letting me ramble. You know, I hope (laughs) I hope you learned something out of this or, you know, it just allows you to push past your self-created comfort zones. Push past those things. Allow yourself to grow. If I can give one word for this Aries full moon energy, it's growth and uh, see growth like you know the Spongebob meme where he does the rainbow when he says I forget whatever word but growth <laughs> is the word I want you to hold on tight to because you're in a period of growth and so much things are coming up and if you think about it that Scorpio full moon is the butterfly you know it is you coming out the chrysalis you're you have to die right now let yourself die it's okay trust have faith that this is for your best your overall higher self and you just got to flow with it, right? All right, you guys, <laughs> that's all I have to say. I hope these messages find you if you need them. I appreciate you so much. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Aries full moon. Feel free to reach out to me. Talk to your people. Communicate what you feel and allow yourself to feel it authentically. And even when you're scared to do it, push onward. Do not let fear be the thing that 
hold you back. I told myself, and I and I was telling my partner, I have lived a life where things have scared me and where I've let fear be the reason why I don't do something. And now I'm just entering this phase where I'll be damned if the only reason I don't do something is because of fear. I'll be damned. Like, I will not allow that to happen anymore. Because every time, you know, every time you do something and push past your fear, you're like, oh my God, that wasn't even that bad. Like I created this monster in my head and it, and it makes you a better person because of it. No matter if it's, if it's a positive or negative thing, you, I mean, depending on your perspective, you make it better. You see the flow of all within it. So be vulnerable. Let down that mask you've been holding up. Let down these layers of self that aren't really you, that you've just done to people please. Work on that people pleasing. It's, it's a major theme, but I hope y'all have a great rest of the day. Ciao. Thank you for supporting another episode of Unity Talks. And thank you for supporting everything that I do. Go check out my website, smokethepeace.com. You can book a reading with me. I even do dream interpretations. If you don't understand your dream space, you need some messages decoded. I got you. I'm a master at it. I also have an energy calendar on my website that explains the numerology, the astrology, the transits at month at a time. You can plan your month accordingly and flow with energy. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at your girl smoke or on Instagram at smoke the peace. If you want to be on an episode, please reach out to me. I am so down to meet new people and have your voice be heard. Let's spread all the messages that we can and bring confirmation to all types of people.